Water, earth, fire, air. Long ago, the four podcast elements lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the pandemic attacked. Only truly universal, master of all four elements, could stop it. But when the world needed them the most, TU vanished. A whole year passed until Urban Picks rediscovered Truly Universal, a new podcast started by Catholic nerds. And although their podcasting skills are great, they have a lot to learn before they gain enough listeners to be well-known. But I believe Truly Universal can entertain the world. Welcome back to Truly Universal. I'm Rents, your host. After a couple of weeks of handing off host duties to some of the other lovely Urban Picks folks. Um, and this week, I'm really excited to host this episode. It's about Avatar, The Last Airbender. Uh, as you may have heard, Avatar is back on Netflix. Dante Pasco himself actually hosted a, a watch party on May 15th on Friday. Uh, the voice of Zuko. So we thought it would be aptly time to do to do Avatar The Last Airbender. With me, we got a wonderful cast. It's going to be a little different setup. So we have four folks here today and uh, a fifth secret member who's our, our uh, insight into the spirit world. Uh, and I'll introduce him later. So again, my name is Rents. Uh, I want to introduce a returning member, Ian. What up, what up, what up? We also have JP on deck. What up? It's good, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. And we got two new members. Um, one is actually not too new to Truly Universal. And one's a, a lovely, lovely friend of mine. So Sarah Mack is this wonderful social media personality from uh, our area and the Bay Area of California. And so Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Truly Universal. Just give us a second to introduce yourself and tell us about why Avatar The Last Airbender is one of your favorite shows. Hi, it's Sarah Mack. As um, Rent said, I'm from the Bay Area. Um, fun fact, I was actually, or I became officially Catholic in 2013 through RCIA. Um, so it's just been a journey. Um, so shout out to all my fellow Catholics out there. Um, it's been amazing, nice. as I said. And yeah, Avatar. Um, the real reason is Prince Zuko. Like, who, why not? When I was, <laughs> um, the show came out when I was 13. So yeah, you know. Prinzuka was the one with that scar. But anyway, um, later on, we're going to talk about his story. And that's exactly what brought me to Avatar was all the stories intertwine and destinies linked up. Um, but yeah, that's Definitely. what Avatar was about for me. So I'm excited to hear what y'all got to say about that. Definitely, definitely. So we got a Zuko fan uh, over here. Nice. And we're definitely going to talk about relationships and character development in, in this podcast. Huge part of Avatar. And the other person we have who, again, is not new to the Truly Universal universe, it's our sound editor and producer, Ethan. I, I literally asked him, hey, you know, you've been doing a lot of work for us on, on the sound part, behind the scenes, but let's bring you on board to a podcast episode. But what do you want to be part of? And immediately he was like, Avatar. I'm like, okay, perfect. He didn't know this, but we planned it out already. So I was like, oh, yeah, of course, we'll, we'll do Avatar next week just for you and bring you on board. 
So welcome, Ethan. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and you know why you love uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. What's going on, guys? Uh, I'm Ethan. Um, I was raised Catholic. I'm Filipino, so I'm kind of a cradle Catholic. But um, yeah, I fell in love with Avatar: Last Airbender. I was really young at the time when it came out on uh, Nickelodeon. How how old? How old for I, our viewers? I was okay. So it aired first 2005. Okay. Right. Okay. And at that time, I was four. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the younger generation. It's cross-generational. Yeah, definitely. It finished around like 2008 and I was seven at the time. So it's really interesting because my first sort of like watching of it was when I was really young and it was just a lot of like reruns and stuff. But now coming back to it, now that I'm older, I really get to appreciate the story and stuff. And so that's kind of like the duality of it. Like it's so much fun as a kid, but then you go up and then, man, they got some tearjerker moments in there. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Avatar is definitely critically acclaimed. Uh, and it's like one of those weird, weird shows that, you know, a young kid could watch it like yourself. You know, actually, you're not that much younger than, than <laughs> us. But uh, and then someone who's like older and an adult and everyone just enjoys it for for different reasons because it's so, so broad. So that's why we're doing it this weekend. Super excited. Tapping into the, the spirit world of, of our podcast on the backside is our uh, fact checker for today's a new role that we have. Uh, we've had it like not officially, but we're going to bring it officially here uh, is Mark. So you won't hear him on his voice, but hopefully he speaks to us and and make sure we're on we're on track and we don't say anything crazy because Avatar is beloved by a lot of people, so we don't want to get anything wrong. So shout outs to Mark on the back for being our our spirit guide in this way. So let's kick things off. Um, Ethan, uh, we just introduced you. Since you are now fully in front, I'm going to put you on the spot again. Uh, give us a for those listeners who've never watched Avatar: The Last Airbender, or or really know the story, or even watched like the first intro, like the first minute of Katara. Can you go ahead and explain to us just really, really briefly, like the story, Avatar, and the overall theme, and 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 what it goes through? Oh man, well I feel like honestly, I feel like Katara herself would do a better justice than I would. You could really just listen to like the first two minutes of any episode. And you'd be you'd be golden. Yeah, it's just it is true. It is true. We'll yeah. look it up. But for for sake of it, go ahead, Ethan. In your best, uh, you don't have to do Qatar voice. Oh, you you man, definitely okay. don't. All right. Um. So yeah. So basically, we live in this world where these people have control over four elements. These elements are earth, fire, air, and water. Um. Some people are gifted with sort of elemental manipulation of these things. They can control them physically with. You know, like if you're a firebender, you can shoot fire out of your fists. If you're an earthbender, you can kind of manipulate ground and all that sort of stuff. And the cool thing about this is that in this universe, there is a specific person called the Avatar, who, unlike pretty much every other person in the world, can control all four elements. So it's earth, wind, fire, and water. And he's very special because he can control all these elements. He's kind of overpowered. You know, he can control everything and do so much stuff that no one else can do. Um, and because of that, he's been given the role as sort of the person to restore balance or keep balance in the world and sort of maintain justice in that way. And so the story goes as there is this young boy who just became the Avatar and he is trapped in an iceberg for 100 years. In those 100 years that the Avatar is not present, the world goes into chaos. There's a lot of war. Um, the Fire Nation tries to take over the world and all that sort of stuff. So there's just so much bad stuff going on. And then eventually, you know, we meet our cast and they uh, they break the iceberg that the Avatar is in. His name is Aang. And then all of a sudden, he just wakes up from his sleep. And then now he's like, oh, well, I'm the Avatar. I think you can fact check me on this, but he's 11 at the beginning of the story. Oh, shoot. So yeah. 12. He's this 11-year-old kid. Oh, 12? 12? Is that? Oh, Sarah got the fact check before. He's actually 100 years old. <laughs> I feel like he starts off as 11. And then he like by the end of the series, he's 12. 
But yeah. you can fact check. Hundred and hundred and two. I think JP. I think we're all right. Yeah, but we're gonna okay. So we do need a fact check from Mark. Go ahead and verify what his actual age is. He's twelve. Got it. I'm verified. Kidding, yeah. Verified. <laughs> Mark twelve. So go ahead, Ethan. Continue. Well, yeah. So this this twelve year old boy, he's the avatar, and then all of a sudden he's kind of burdened with this responsibility mm-hmm. of having to fix everything that's going on with the Fire Nation trying to rule the world, but he's still a kid, you know, and he's mm. struggling with growing up in this identity. So yeah, the story goes is he has to master all four elements and uh, try to defeat the Fire Lord and stop the war. So. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks for the recap. Nice. Um, thanks for that age verification too. So yeah, Avatar, definitely, definitely something that a lot of us who've seen it just fall in love with for for a lot of different reasons. So let me call in uh, JP and Ian. So what what are your favorite parts of Avatar and, and why have you enjoyed the series so much? Let's go with Ian. Uncle Iroh. That was really what, uh, again, my one of my favorite tropes is just the old wise man who ends mm. up being yep. much more powerful than you possibly could have imagined. Um, yep. And wiser just being one, the moral compass and the guidance for Zuko and uh, also just really it's tragic like there's just so much history there there's so much that mm. it doesn't you that the, the series itself doesn't even touch right he has these like he tells these stories and when we when he talks about his son yep. um was that mm. tales of bossing say or yes sir yeah yes, sir. so it's just like i always those always interest me it's like this guy, his story must be a whole, its own whole series if, he, if it wanted to be. And, and you know, uh, I think we talked about this earlier before in, in pre-discussion, but like that, that quarantine body <laughs> that he was able yeah. to get. Right? Yes. I mean, wow. What an inspiration to us all. Yeah. No, I, I really like that scene too. Like the kindness he shows in prison to that prison guard. And uh, I love that kind of, I, I know it's been in another movie or show. I just can't put my, my finger on it, but like where he warns him like, you don't want to come into to the prison today. Like, yeah. do not come in. Mm. And, and like, and he's got to do what he's got to do, but he helps her out. What is that, uh, John Wick 1? <laughs> <laughs> that might be it. That might be it. It's like, yeah, you you, you should take a break. It's like, okay. <laughs> so, okay, what about you, JP? What's uh, What seems to be your reasons for, for loving Avatar? Uh, my favorite reasons of Avatar is just, um, just the developing relationships that Aang has with everybody. Uh, throughout the whole series in general, right? So um, how he goes off to different teachers and starts learning not only the the strengths and weaknesses of each element that he that he masters, right, but also the philosophies behind each element that is being used, right? Um, throughout that whole time, he grows wiser and stronger each and every day through that. And you also get to see the mistakes that he makes in, in in attempting these new powers or these new skills that he's trying to attain. Not only to stop the war, but to just figure out the reasoning behind every nation's uh, philosophy, right? Also, I think the relationship between Zuko and Aang are mm. actually really, really well done. Uh, it's very equivalent to just the rival-turned-friend type, uh, type of story that you always hear about from from Magic Johnson and Larry Bird to Goku and Vegeta nice. and stuff like that, <laughs> yes. you know. So nice. So yeah, which is uh, which is, and I think it's really well done. And and yeah, agreed. Nice, nice. Yeah. So definitely, Avatar has this way of like speaking to to all parts of of enjoyment. So you talked about that the seven, the different nations, JP. I know, like that's a good transition for what we have, and and it's gonna be open floor. But if you personally, anyone on this call wants to describe what bender or like what nature would they take on? Either it could be what you want or your personality. 
what what nation would you take on and, and what would you bend uh, and why? I'll start. Um, I think for me, when I first watched the series, it was like firebender because it was just very like... You love Zuko. Uh, that's, that's Yeah, why. that too. <laughs> yes. Uh, but they were just very fierce and just like unapologetic and they didn't... Honestly, let's just, yeah, they didn't really care. They just, you know, whether they cause havoc or not, they just wanted to get what they want. And um, I think back then when you're what a teen, you're just like, yeah, I'm fierce or whatever. Um, but later on, um, as the show progresses, or maybe yeah, later on right now, if you were to ask me today, um, I would like to be a waterbender because they're just so calm. But like, I wouldn't mess with water. So um, definitely, <laughs> yeah, it's just that just the position of like... So, so what you're saying is before you became Catholic, you were a firebender. You were Agni Kaiing everyone, like just I mean, trying to kick butt. Yeah, it's like a force to be reckoned with. Like I literally <laughs> colored my hair red. Like it was wow. Yeah, I, yeah. well, not not back. I did not, not back then, it. but like um, when I was in my college years, I think I was trying to spark that feel again. But anyway, yeah, in a sense, yeah, I think it just goes with the personalities nice. that you you know the journey that you go through. But yeah, I want to be waterbender now. Makes sense, but. I think there's just a little bit firebender in me all day, every day. Nice. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I think we all have a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, I think one of the cool things about Avatar is that there's such developed world building throughout the entire story. You know, all of these four elements, they're so distinct. Not even just by the fact that, you know, you control different elements, but there's also like a, a cultural mm. background behind each yeah. of these, you know. Um, earthbenders tend to be a little bit more stubborn and rigid about their decisions and that's like a story point where Aang needs to become more stubborn, right? Yep, in order yep. to conquer earthbending. Um, whereas air nomads, in contrast, are more spiritual. You know, they're more go with the flow sort of thing. Um, so there's that cool contrast. And, you know, like Sarah, you were saying, like firebenders are very yes. dominant and passionate and like to be in your face about a lot of things. So, you know, everything considered, I've thought about this question a lot. You know, <laughs> this is like, I kind of grew up with this. So this is like a big topic for me. I, I Every year I go back and reevaluate. Like, <laughs> oh man, am I... Am I a waterbender this year? Am I a firebender? Oh, it's like it's like people with Myers Briggs Myers Briggs yeah. tests every year. Yeah, like, like my personality. personality test. Am I my INFP or what am I? You might as well be checking your horoscopes at that. Dude, point. yeah, at that point. Let's Let's not talk about the magnetic pulses of the stars during your birth. Right, right. Oh my. But anyways, continue, Ethan. Well, yeah. Um, I feel like now in this kind of day and age, I feel like I'm a lot more of a waterbender. Um, kind of like oh, yes. like what Sarah was going. I'm, I feel like I'm a lot more chill, you know, about it and just really go with the flow. Um, cool thing about it is I think like, fact check me on this again, but water bending was based off of Tai Chi, um, which mm -hmm. is nice. a really yeah. cool martial art that's very like flowy, I guess, visually. And that's just really pretty to me. So very nice. Very nice. And also just like, dude, water bending is kind of overpowered, yeah. right? I feel like we can talk about this, but like, dude, since you can control water, they have something in the series called blood mm. bending, where you can control the blood in people, and it's really kind of gruesome. So, one yeah. of the only horror episodes <laughs> of the series was when they talked about blood bending. It's exactly. it's so creepy. I just watched that too. And exactly, Hama, you pour water into the teacup, you become the teacup. You pour water into the river, you become the river. <laughs> dude, would Bruce Lee be a waterbender? Be like water. Yeah. Yeah, of course, he would. Of course he would be a waterbender because like um since he was like basically the grandfather mm. of mixed martial arts right or so to say, so to be said he always encouraged learning multiple styles of martial arts That's and true. not trying to show which one's the best you know um so he'd be yeah, the avatar is what master of all elements oh, all <laughs> hell yeah i'd be the avatar i'd be styling on people all day be like hey what's up can you do this 
you know, and I'll show a little flame and then how and then I'll be like, Oh, word, how about this? And then just just grab a little water poured in Ew. a girl's cup, you know? You you'd be the most okay. misguided avatar in I'm the like, history what? of avatars. What are you trying like, to do? Can you help us with world peace? I'll be hey, I'll be showing I'll be yeah, you know, I can I can do some world peace stuff too. I mean, I'll be down for that. Uh, cool. Anyway, you know so uh, is that your answer, James? Do you wanna No Okay no, <laughs> But um Whatchamacallit, uh, I'm more I'm more lenient uh, towards firebending, if anything. They're more of the all-or-nothing type of benders because where can you draw fire from, honestly? If there's no air, if you get the mm-hmm. air sucked out of you, that's a big weakness. If you get if you get drawn out if you get drowned out mm. by water, that's a big weakness as well. You know. So they're literally all or nothing with that kind of mindset in in terms of fighting and whatnot. And that's how I relate in terms of how I am in life as well. And it um and it also translates uh to whenever I'm like going out uh competing in competitions as well in general, which is pretty fun. And also the fact that you could shoot lightning out of your <laughs> oh fingers and rot and just make your own surfboard out of lightning, that's pretty cool too. <laughs> or make yourself rocket launch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, that's so sick. Like it's just it just looks so cool. Got it. That's it. Got it. So we got firebenders turned waterbenders. Um, we have waterbenders, and we got a, another firebender. So Ian, what what are you on in this uh, in this universe? I really like how Ethan put it that you know you have to be stubborn to be an earthbender, and I'm a stubborn jackass. <laughs> so we'll go with <laughs> earthbending nice. or um, or you know, and sometimes I guess you can specialize a bit. You can like you know, um, if 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 I could do it. Because it is part of Earth, right? I'd 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 bend a bunch of sand. Mm, yeah. 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 You, you know? can do that, right? And I yeah, would just right. use that as like a shield around me, or as as a weapon, or mm. um, and just I mean, really, and if I if I remember correctly, the martial art that it's based off of Earth bending is hung, uh, hung, uh, can't pronounce hungar? it properly. Hungar. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hungar. And um, it's like wide stances, strong stances. Um, very like grounded, very power from the earth, and so I I very much like the idea of just being stable. Now I'm now I'm combining things in my head. I'm thinking about Gara from Naruto because he's just sitting there, <laughs> and he's just just sitting there with his arms crossed, like get at me, okay. like what what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, I think nice. Just the stubbornness, man. Just the, straight <laughs> up. Go with what I go with what I am now. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have put that that way, but you know, let's let's go. So we got Earthbender. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm not saying this cause I want to round out the four <laughs> nations, but I do like airbending. I do. Um, I did spend some time in, a on a hill in Oregon with oh, monks okay. uh, and, oh. uh, I, I, I did have that floating in the air and everything. Yeah. They were floating in the air. <laughs> um, and, uh, if you, if you ever want to hear my background story listeners, uh, you can ask, uh, in the comments, but, uh, but yeah, no, I just, I, I say that I, I want to be an airbender, but I also know that. I think they talk about how there's opposites, right? So, like the opposite of airbending, I think is actually fire, right? Fire. That's no, what actually, I think it'd be earth. Is it? Earth. Oh, yeah. that's Water why. That's <laughs> from the, from the yeah. air to the ground. Yeah, right. Which is that's why Aang right. had such trouble mastering mm. earthbending. Got it, got it. And he had trouble with yeah. fire because of, of his fear. Yeah. So he just had to trouble with all of them yeah. at one point. Yeah. <laughs> that's arrested development. <laughs> yeah, but but it makes sense that 
uh i'm actually really hard at being confrontational with people like i'm always a yes person mm. like i just mm. enjoy that so like ian you know talked about stubbornness like i i have a hard time holding my ground like i want mm. that peace with people and i don't like doing that um unless it's you know to defend the ones i love in yes. avatar state there you go you know? so mm. but yeah uh airbending is what it'd be and uh i just wanted to quickly also call out that uh you know, we talked about blood bending. I always found it crazy that Matt told me about like every element in bending has like a, a dark side to it. And I was like, oh, yeah, what's dark side yeah. to air? Like what, what's so dark about that? He's like, yeah, you can suffocate people. I'm like, oh it's yeah, like, that's oh, dark. Oh, yes. That is that is super dark. And so we'll so talk about bending, you know, in, in truly universal fashion, you know, Sarah Mack, you've, you've heard our show. Uh, Ethan, you've edited our show. So you know that we, we love talking about these different things, but we also want to always challenge ourselves. Like if a Catholic is in this universe, how do they react? How do they respond? So let's imagine, again, everything in this universe is true. All the airbending, all the reincarnations, all the spiritual life, because it's truly universal. And we plant us as Catholics into this world. Let's imagine what we would react in. So it's so an open floor. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about something easy. What, what are the ethics of bending in nature? Is it something that is okay in its nature is it something that's based on on the context what would someone want to take a crack on on what is the ethics of, of bending if we were to come in as catholic scholars with our background and be like how do we how do we teach about the elements in bending just follow the golden rule baby <laughs> which like, is you know do do unto others what you would have them do unto you or you could do the silver rule uh, you know shout out to confucius uh don't do to others what you don't want them to do to you which is slightly, if you look very closely, it's actually a little, little less demanding than what Jesus asked for. But, um, I mean, like, you probably shouldn't blood bend. You probably shouldn't <laughs> do the dark side of each bending art. Um, if you could use it for practical purposes that serve the common good. Like, if I was, I mean, if I really was an earthbender, I would gladly, like, make cities for people nice. to live in. Like, have affordable housing due to yes. earthbending. There, mm, there, there we go. There we go. There you go. Social justice, or Social justice. or also or hunt hunt down criminals and be a vigilante, yes. but I mean, that's only because I like Batman. But you, <laughs> if you remember other episodes, you just go back that. Nice. Oh, if you like dark, mysterious figures in the night, you could uh, be part of the Daily. That's true. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, the Daily. Oh, the Daily. But for, but for good. <laughs> but for good, not for changing not for memories and stuff. Espionage. <laughs> What do you mean? Judy was great, dude. Dude, oh. yeah. <laughs> oh. I had nightmares of her as a kid. That was crazy. <laughs> uh, I actually believed that because you were like, what, five years old? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that? Yeah. I was in college when this first came out. <laughs> <That's>, um, <laughs> well, well uh, I'm in college now. That's oh, kind of... Oh, man. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Great. Good times. Cross-generational. Can, can we get an age check? <laughs> age no, we're good, no, we're good, no, let's we're move good. on. Uh, who else? Anyone else's thoughts? Well, yeah. So that be, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, bending, I think, is, is like we've talked about, I think, mm -hmm. in other episodes, like mm -hmm. Pokemon. Like, there's nothing inherently wrong with having Pokemon, but it's what yes. you use them for. I think same thing here. If you're a bender, like, there's nothing wrong with that gift. Um, it's just how you use it. Now, let's take a step a little bit further to maybe something that's kind of uncomfortable is reincarnation. So if we were Catholics... Oh, I'm totally comfortable. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm super comfortable. Oh, all right. All right. I don't believe in it. I'm just, I'm just comfortable, you know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. cool. It's like I got my Snuggie on with this philosophy. It's oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so let's talk about it. So we, we know in this world that there are there's reincarnation. Obviously, not everyone, because I think that's what's different, you know, in this world, is that not everyone is reincarnated, just the avatar state. 
So does that change things? Like what what do we what do we talk about that? Like are we like condemning the avatar or that type of thing? Are we saying yeah, that's probably not true? Like it's it's not really reincarnation? Like what's some of our thoughts of, of putting our Catholic truly universal hats on in this world in regards to reincarnation? Well, I think tread lightly, right. JP. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm, I'm shredding. I'm shredding. All right. I'm shredding. All right. Well, here, here's here's the thing. Wait, he's a firebender. He can't tread lightly. He just goes. This is true to his nature. I just go all in, right? Yeah. Burn it all. Here, I'll just, yeah, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just throw a little ember to the fire. How about that? Okay. Yeah. There we go. Anyways, what I think, right? Um, the show takes does does take elements and thoughts of of reincarnation, right? into the series right but i also view the powers of the avatar being passed down from uh from one generation to another because of in that because in that world it's 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 very necessary to have that one all be all type of person to bring balance within that whole universe and you know what one person can do that other than the person that has thoughts and beliefs within all of those four nations right and and can perform all of those actions for every single nation right and you know it's just even even though it it does speak of uh, reincarnation i you could also say that it's just a passing down of one grade to another right yeah interesting so like so like in the nba you have magic and magic and bird to michael jordan and then you have jordan to kobe and then kobe to lebron right lebron to damian lillard lebron you wait, say wait, Damian Lillard, but it's actually going to be Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's actually going to be Giannis Antetokounmpo because Damian Lillard is. Yeah, I know, uh, I know. I'm sorry. Shout I'm sorry about your boy. Shout out to the monks in Oregon. <laughs> you know, it's funny. My my uh, my brother actually went to one of his cookouts in Oakland. Oh, and he was the only Filipino there. I heard about that. <laughs> anyways, I started to derail oh, yeah. you. I, yeah, yeah. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Um, and you could also say that within the. Within the lineage of the Catholic Church, right? You, not mm. the reincarnation part, but the passing down of, of one great power from another to the next person down. Because outside of St. Peter, right? That person basically has the keys to all of us Catholics on earth in heaven, right? And outside of Catholicism, the Pope is still a really big deal for for the whole world, right? Just like any other worldwide peacekeeper type of figure like the Dalai Lama mm-hmm. or... Or whoever, right? Yeah, or yeah, right. Ooh, they also, um, we also, they also believe Dalai Lama reincarnates, right? Am that, I? Yeah, it's true. Oh yeah, that. Oh, that's actually that's, really interesting mm-hmm. too. That's I think that was a huge inspiration for, for right. the Avatar with the Bend Monks. Right. But yeah, to, right. to gel on that, JP, I, it makes me think of again. I tread tread lightly as an Airbender. I'm trying to <laughs> tread lightly on this, but I, I think they call it reincarnation. But in this world, we would probably be like. Yeah, it's, you call it reincarnation, it's but it's not, not really yeah. reincarnation. Uh, yeah. That's how probably I would approach it if I was like a, like us, you know, in this world as a monk, but a, a Catholic monk. And um, mm. I thought of this imagery of you know the transfiguration, mm. and then there's like Elijah, and oh, it, oh my gosh, I'm doing fact check on Abraham. No. What? No, who's the other figure? Elijah, and. Moses. Moses. Yes. Moses. Moses. Oh my goodness. That I that's why I was a seminary <laughs> dropout, FYI. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> that's why well. I was just a heads up on my backstory, my my Zuko. So uh I guess we don't have to hit the comments on urbanpix.com, right? But we can still ask more about this dropout. Anyway. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. So, so yeah, so this imagery of like, you know, they ask him like, who do you say that mm. I am? And and the you know, the apostles are like, you know, Elijah, you know. 
blah, blah, blah. And you're like, from the past. And I think that's what I'm kind of gelling off of JP. It's like, what if there are avatars that are carried down, but they all lead to like the ultimate avatar, which will be mm. like Jesus Christ. It was like, right. like book, book eight or something like that in this world. <laughs> So anyone, anyone else have any takes on this, like reincarnation, even the spiritual world, like how we, how we look at it? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I just, I got kind of weary of rewatching it again because I know they talk about like reincarnation and all of these like philosophies or all of these beliefs that we don't necessarily believe in. And so I'm just kind of like, mm. but I do like the idea of like, um, passing down the knowledge and, um, yeah, just the knowledge and their experience, um, you always have that like fallback. Obviously, with the Avatar, it goes way back and it's deeper than that. But I kind of just want to see it in that light. Um, because, you know, reincarnation in my mind, it's not like Avatar turned to a rat and then the next he turned to a like what a mule or whatever, some random animal, you know, like, I mean, they're still human beings in a sense, you know, but um, yeah, I think that's just my my takeaway with that, you know, to keep me as a Catholic grounded in watching Avatar. So. Yeah, and I feel like there's a lot of cool sort of comparisons you can make between the Avatar figure in in the universe, I guess, compared to as JP was kind of touching upon like the Pope, um, in the sense that, you know, the papal lineage has been passed down since Peter, kind of the Avatar has been yes. similar, you know, um, there has been that lineage of the person who's meant to sort of hold it down for the world, maintain the balance, you know, mm, uh, keep mm, things yeah. in order. And sort of whenever we need clarification or something, we need a voice to kind of speak up and solve this conflict for us and guide us yes. in that way, you know. Um, and yeah, I feel like it's it's so cool that in this universe, the Avatar is respected across all mm. four nations, you know. In that way, the Avatar is that universal voice right that can speak to everyone because not only does he have all four elements but he has all this reputation behind him that he is everyone understands and recognizes that he is the one unbiased sort of speaker in the world whose mere purpose is to speak truth and to maintain balance right bring peace yep except for that one island that episode where they were thought that oh uh, yeah oh kiyoshi island yeah yeah <laughs> they were not about him <laughs> Not about him at all. But again, that's a misinterpretation of what, right. what the Avatar is. And I, I feel like that happens a lot in, in our world. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You know, you know what's, uh, what's another funny take about the tie-ins between the Pope and the Avatars, right? Is how whenever the Avatar is looking for answers, he looks to past Avatars mm -hmm. within the spiritual world to be inspired by the Spirit, right? Whereas the Pope is never... Never invalid, right? Never invalidated in terms of Catholic doctrine. Mm. Um, and he's always spiritually inspired, right? <laughs> Get him, Ian. Get him. It's, 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 it's tricky, Ian. right? Ian. Earth, Earth, go, Ian. Go, Ian. Go, go, go. go. I'm giving go you fire. On. Let's go. Go, go, go. No, no. It's just, it's just go, go, go. No, he, the Pope is infallible or incapable of error under certain conditions. Like, you can't just say... If you're not a giant, oh no, fan, no, of course, of, co like, dude, that's, of course, dude, of course. I mean, ob obviously, right? But in terms of uh, in terms of actual, yeah, tapping into that wisdom and tapping into that assurance. Yeah, in terms of actual like papal teaching and and Catholic doctrine, right? Nice, nice. So we touched on that a little bit too about the the spiritual world. So what's what's really interesting about Avatar is that Aang constantly goes back and forth from the spiritual world. So. How do we how do we talk about that? Like, is this one of those things where like we come into this world and it's like their their idea of the spiritual world is 
has some semblance of actually being it? Is it is it off a little bit? Like what how do we come in with that Catholic lens in dealing with the spiritual world? What is it? I'll go with Ian first. There is a spiritual world. We have angels and right. demons and souls in purgatory. Um, and even like the medieval theologians and even beforehand would say that there are different types of angels mm -hmm. that move the planets. Like that's mm -hmm. not like, and, and people will know it's science. It's, it's, and I'm like, yeah, why not right. both? You can have both, whatever. Yeah. There's an angel moving <laughs> the earth right now. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I, I think that's also the same as <laughs> gravity, whatever. Um, don't take me as a, a fideist or a whatever. I, I, I don't see the reason to reject both. And so, whereas in Avatar, it's like this parallel world and there's all these immortal beings that personify various types of nature um i mean can you name some of them was it the, I, the my faceless kind of yeah foggy. Co. yeah Co, the yeah, yeah. Mm. Co, right. the face stealer something like yeah so we have tricksters like that we have things like that i guess i think for a catholic these are real entities and you know that's why <laughs> we have reason like don't do witchcraft because right. these things might take you like don't do this or that. Like, don't mess with the spiritual world unless God has given you a way for that, which is prayer. And the other kind of way of interacting with the spiritual world, like striking bargains or that kind of thing. Dormammu. Dormammu. <laughs> <laughs> Different universe. Um, we, we, we just have certain ways that we should relate to the spirit world that the church lays out for us that are safe for us. Um, and it's interesting because the avatar has the power, like he has power over the spirit right, world. Right. Um, so that's a very nice, interesting parallel. But again, this is within a cosmology that has reincarnation, which is iffy for us, which is, sorry, I mean, I can't imagine the resurrection of the body if there wasn't reincarnation. Like, how many bodies and which body do I choose? And <laughs> that's like the wives. Which one yeah. do I go back to? Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's true. It does complicate things, so. In fact, the early church fathers, when they were talking about reincarnation, they're like, that's that, that was one of their main arguments, was like, what, I'm gonna have a thousand bodies. The resurrection of the uh, the resurrection of the body. Like what? What am I gonna do? Like what am I gonna do with that? I do understand the need or the, this desire to like your moral development keeps going, even after like sometimes you're not ready when mm -hmm. you're dead. Mm -hmm. um, we have purgatory, like that, for example, for that kind of thing. So you that know? you just brought up our secret word and our segment for today is da 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 da. -da. Does it have a soul? Mm. <laughs> Does the Avatar have a single soul? That's the question in this case. Soul. What's everyone's take? What's everyone's take? Does the Avatar have a single soul? Hmm. Are, you, are you talking about the Avatar as like the idea of the Avatar? <laughs> or are you talking about Aang the Avatar? Oh. Like specifically. Because yes. like if, if you talk about the Avatar, right? You could you could call it a being being passed down from one body to another, if anything, right? Because if you if you look at it, Aang again, he goes he goes back to look for answers from other avatars, and the way to do that is to find their spirits or their souls, right? Their individual souls, right? So, so in that case, then it sounds like if we were to you know i love what uh ian always reminds you of is define you now what is your your definition i think that's one thing we forgot to do is like how do we define right. reincarnation mm. in this world yeah. because let's say that right. we like going off of ian's thoughts you know thoughts for your thoughts for your thoughts um if we believe that each iteration of the avatar was an individual soul mm. then can we say that they say the words reincarnation but it's not really reincarnation it's all individual souls because as ian said the resurrection you know which one do i go to and then, mm -hmm. well, it's easy. Well, each one goes back to their iteration because they were individual souls. So 
the reincarnation is not a moving of the soul mm. and the right. knowledge of each way, but maybe it's just like a handing down of important aspects. Yes, memories and instincts. Re- yeah, maybe. instincts. Right. Shout out to right. Assassin's right. Creed. Genetic memory. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah, Allah Assassin's Creed, maybe, which is a weird universe. We, we may touch on that in next season. I don't know if we have any. If you're an Assassin's Creed expert out there, uh, we're doing call nice. papers. <laughs> challenging. So yeah, this was a challenging nice. one. Um, anyone else have any any hot takes or, or takes on this on this idea of soul and, and avatar state? I think I'm just like wrestling with it because wasn't it like didn't one of the um, avatars like advise Avatar Aang like? If you um, die in the Avatar state, you die. Like, uh, and so it's like what, the Avatar line. Yeah, like yeah, the, right? yeah, exactly. The Avatar line like dies. So, where does that soul or that person go? Like, you know, I don't know. And then I just, I sorry, just a little background. I work for the church, so it's like repose. Like, if you pray for the soul, are you praying for all them souls or just? specifically <laughs> avatar ang like like you were mentioning like is it just a individual soul they got to order a mask for each, <laughs> yeah. each avatar state that's like a thousand right they, they can't just do Not they just can't just one, do one yeah, and, no and so i don't know it's just that's kind of hard to um is there a like, yes or no to that like i don't well, welcome to truly universal i guess podcast where we say crazy things like does it have a soul so okay let's let's uh let's stray away then from kind of this intense discussion i want to move back to to that you know the story and avatar and i think we alluded this a lot earlier about characters you know character arc character themes so you know i just want to talk about what's everyone's uh let's keep it easy what is everyone's favorite character and i'm gonna i'm gonna take it to take a challenge that i'm challenging you guys non-main character so nothing no one from team avatar is allowed to be your favorite character. So you have to think outside. It could be antagonist, it could be minor characters, but no one from Team Avatar. So not uh, Sokka, um, Aang, Katara. Uh, I think Zuko counts as Team Avatar, right? Toph. Okay, so you have to think outside. So anyone want to go first? Easy. The boulder. No question. <laughs> the, the boulder. boulder. <laughs> the boulder. <laughs> Dude, he's so good. Dude, that episode was golden, man. Oh, my goodness. What a, yeah, it is one of my favorite episodes. Who else, who else we got? I mean, there's also the cabbage guy, right? Oh, oh, he's Fan great. Favorite. I don't know if Ian's going to mention this, but yeah, Uncle Iroh. Um, yeah, he's really good. That story. I mean, like you said, I want to like, he, like, hear more of his story, but just what you see was like, he has so much power. Uh, he could do so much, but yeah, he's just like so calm and just like, how are you so calm when you have so much power? You know, like that takes so much humility and like just, you know, just so much ground. Like a firebender wouldn't normally do that. And I think that's one of the reasons why he was also exiled because he was like, I ain't about this. Like, what are we doing out here mm-hmm. kind of thing? And so I just like that, how, um, you know, people change um, so just because you're a firebender or just, you know, whatever bender you are it doesn't mean that you're always that characteristic or that thing and i think um uncle iroh is just like a great way to show that with, without being cheesy or whatever um yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah and to gel off of that like my two favorite kind of scenes are the first one is when he meets Toph for the <laughs> okay. first time yes mm. and like great scene. like avatar does this way of introducing characters and then making sure they don't just fit mm. right away like they have to mold yeah. into the group like you see it with Toph, you see it with zuko and then that was Toph's turning point was like he met Uncle Iroh and he was explaining his struggles with, mm. with Zuko. 
And then Toffa's relating to that. And just this like heartwarming moment where like they're relating, but they're enemies and they don't know it. And then <laughs> right, they see right. they see each other again in Ba Sing Se. And then Toph is like, hey, it's my friend. And everyone's like, what? You're friends with uh, like that guy? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, the second... <laughs> The second episode, uh, second moment uh, that I like is it's it's really subtle, but I just watched this one was um, the one where they have to go to the Sun Warriors, Zuko mm. and and Aang, yeah. mm-hmm. and there's a part where you you start to think like, oh man, uh, his uncle Arrow is history is sullied, like he killed the yeah. dragon, he killed the last dragon, right? So everyone's thinking he had a past, and then there's this turnaround where the the Sun Warriors say, oh yeah, no, he was here. But they're still alive, and they're like, "Yeah," because he lied to protect them. And you're like, "Oh shoot, yeah." It's, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I yeah. doubted you for a second, go. Uncle. That's the uncle. I'm I, we all know and love. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for me, I like Zhang Zhang. Oh, <laughs> such a good character. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> dude, the first Firebender teacher that Aang had. Yeah, it was it was crazy because he was uh, from years before he met Aang. He was one of the first one of the first people to uh, bear witness to the hundred hundred year war. He was known as a Firebending prodigy amongst his teachers, uh, and he was also very enlightened as well, right? And so once he saw the wrongdoings of what the Fire Nation was actually doing, in in terms of trying to colonize the rest of the Earth. Um, he actually defected to the Earth Kingdom, <laughs> if anything, right? You know, in terms of in terms of his his way of teaching, it's very it's very in your face, very uh, mm. very heavy, right? And it was funny because Aang felt like he was ready because he he's the Avatar, he's he's that dude. Yep. He's just like, yo, I I'm I'm supposed to master for all four elements, anyways. You're the only firebender that that's actually not part of the Fire Nation that could teach me. So this is the only opportunity I'll get. Right. But then that teacher was like, nah, son, you suck what? right now. You can't right. handle the truth. You can't <laughs> handle this, right? <laughs> like he saw he he saw he saw it right away. He had mm. that sense um that Aang was was not ready. Because as as fierce as firebending is, it takes a high sense of maturity in order to master that element because of how much control you need in order to optimize mm. that f- uh, ferocity. Yeah. And and that's a beautiful theme I love too about like like you mentioned like Aang wasn't ready like you see Aang's progression yeah. encountering these different masters but they're not just teaching him things but they're also teaching him how to mm. like live and like be. that's yeah. that's a beautiful right. moment too where right. where like you said he's like Aang was super went from super immature cavalier and like impatient right. and then to fearful and then who brings out the fear is, is Zuko mm. later. All right. Right. Yeah, and it's it's crazy and you, and you see and you see the uh the contrast of maturity that it takes to um, master firebending between Aang and Avatar Roku later on down the line. And once Aang was able to see that from Roku, uh, he's like, all right, now I understand. Now it's time to learn for me to learn because the, the, the philosophy and thought process behind firebending was just, he, that's what he struggled with the, the most because again, you know, airbenders are more free flowing, more, um, more lighthearted than anything. Right. Whereas it takes a certain ferocity to master not only the the element but but the thought process behind behind environment. Yeah. So nice, yeah, nice. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, Ian, what do you, what do you got? I know uh, Sarah took your your favorite, but what do you um, got next? Well, no, I mean, and and really just in the vein of like the my favorite anime trope, 
um, all of the members of the Order of the White Lotus. Right. Yes. yes. Yes, say that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, Sokka's teacher mm. and Zhang Zhang, who I thought was the first Filipino <laughs> firebender. <laughs> nice, <laughs> yes. Yeah. It had, yeah. To yes. It had to be. That's it. Um, yeah. That's it. Was that Boomy and Gyro. Right. So and, and Boomy with the crazy eyes. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Who, he was having so much fun bending and escape. He, like, put himself in an earth box and traveled hella far away. He's yeah. <laughs> like... All right, gotta go. Bye. Puts himself in an earth box. Mm. Neutral chi. What is, what is the neutral chi? Neutral gin. Neutral gin. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I mean, I just the idea again of wisdom and power passed down in a in a society. I mean, you know, now they're not so secret, right? In the new series, in in Avatar Korra, they're yeah, they're not a secret society. They they, they help find the new avatar, but um, knowledge and power and wisdom um, wielded by you know wise people. It's good stuff. Yeah. So yeah. My favorite kind of thing. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I was going to go. Oh, this is such a hard question because I feel like main characters are just so lovable. You know, it's hard to just kind of find a way around that. But I feel like my answer would be probably King Boomy. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Not only just because like he's just a wacky kind of crazy, crazy fun yeah. guy. Right. You know, he's over here snorting, eating his rock candy. And <laughs> like you first meet him, he's like, dude, who is this crazy guy? Why is he making Aang do all this pointless stuff? Right. That's all just like, oh, you don't remember me? Like, I'm your hundred year old buddy now, right? Mm. Like, oh, okay. Um, and I really like the scene where they took over Omashu, right? And King Boomy is kind of just trapped yeah. in there. And then Aang goes through all this effort with Team Avatar to go and, and free him, right? But then he's like, no, I wasn't here because I had no choice. I'm here because I'm waiting what? for the right moment yes. to act, right? Mm. Um, and I feel like that's such like a wise thing to, to say. Because it's like, even though he is this crazy and somewhat sporadic character, yeah. He still has that piece of wisdom, that discipline as an that earthbender. Patience, yeah. Right. To be able to just mm. wait for that particular time and moment when he's sure he can capitalize. That's true. Love it. As Ian said, we love those old guys that uh, have a lot of wisdom somehow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can I shout out to one character? I just want to talk about Zula. <laughs> oh, you were going to, but I didn't know if that counted. No, no, I didn't know I just, if that counted. No, I just. <laughs> antagonist count, antagonist count. I just, I just wanted to know one question. Like, who hurt you? Why are you like that? Bro. Just so like. Oh, it was uh. Was there? It was her mom? Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was the disconnect between her, her mother, and uh, and her that drove her that drove her mad. Right. Because mm. she saw Zuko as deemed the favorite right. by her mother, right? And so that's why she was terrorizing uh, Zuko in the beginning mm. because she wasn't getting that love from her mom. Right. Yeah. And it's so interesting because yeah, Zuko wasn't favored by her dad, and she had those issues. And then yeah, yeah, yeah so the very opposite pairs, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, but but see how they it's crazy to me. It's, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Redemption, right. redemption. So yeah, so so let's go. So we talked about individual characters, um, and let's talk about now relationships. I think when this came out, oh, yeah. shipping was was became a thing. Like people were ardent about. <laughs> Who they shipped with Katara? It was was your team. Was it Katang? What's the what's Katang. the name? <laughs> Katuko or Katara? What are the names? Yeah, yeah, Fact check, Mark. Can you somehow fact check the 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 ship? Yeah. So so our fact checker just just let us know that there's a whole article. Jatara. Oh, Jet and and Katara. Jatara. Oh, Jet, man. What a guy. Yeah, Katang. Suka. Like the vinegar. Wait, Suka. Suka. Like. Sokka uh, and Suki, no, no, like the throw up. 
All right, all right. Thank you, Avatar, Avatar Mark, for for those. Just I I just type them all out because I want to see them. Yeah, I want to see them. Um, in there. So thank you, Tai Loka, Tai Loka. Oh yeah, which one's Tai Loka in soccer? Oh, that that. That's not so. So okay, everyone, let's go around and uh, what is your your favorite ship? Whether it happened, whether it's in only in in your mind as a as a young teenager. Is it Sarah and Zuko? Says Sarah Zuko? What, what would be your ship name? Saruku? 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 Suzuko. 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 I like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what, what is everyone's favorite ships? Or if you don't want to do love ships or anything like that, just your favorite relationship that you saw expanded. Or you can do both. Oh, we, we got say Iroh and T. Yeah. Iro. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is a That's classic so relationship. Yes. Fun fact, in uh, Korra, the sequel to Avatar The Last Airbender, mm. apparently Uncle Iroh invents Boba. Nuh-uh. Yeah, for that universe. <laughs> he invented Boba. Oh. Yeah. That's dope. Wow. Thanks, yeah. Uncle Iroh. I think, I think the funniest ship was uh, Yue and Sokka. Oh, that, that was that funny? Right. How was that funny? Because, <laughs> like... Cause like <laughs> firebender? Why? Dude, because, like... That's... Here, he, here he finds, like, a chance at, like, a girl, and then she happens to be a princess. So if he had that going for himself, he would have had it made, but then she ended up turning into a moon. You know. <laughs> that's like... Dude, best meme. My girlfriend that's turned so... into moon. That, that's rough. Oh. That's rough. That's, like, that's, that's rough, buddy. That's rough, buddy. Like, how how bad do you have to be for your girlfriend to turn into a moon? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to be on the same planet as you. I want to be my own. <laughs> well, uh, but my favorite one would be uh, Katara and Zuko. Yeah, uh, I was gonna yeah, I agree. That's one. mine. I agree. My sister does not like me liking that one, but uh, I like it. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's good. Yeah, or Zutara, as people like to say. I feel like there's just so much more substance behind it. You know? Yeah. Like yes. when when they were in the the caves in in Bossing Say, right? And they had had that mm. moment where they were bonding about like, oh, like you you're this monster, right? And then they connect about their mothers, and Zuko gets a little bit real, right? He gets a little mm. bit simpy and in the fields and a little bit vulnerable <laughs> for the first time. And the viewers are like, whoa, like this guy, he's 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 actually hurt, right? Like he's human too. Yeah. And then, you know, what's, you know, spoilers, he ends up not being a good guy again and mm. all that sort of stuff. But for that brief moment, you saw the the hope, right? That, that, oh man, maybe he is human. And like Katara, like her mother is a big thing. And for Zuko, her mother's a big thing. So I feel like they would, you know, bounce off of that and be able to relate. Yeah. And if you remember the, the, what was it? Southern Raiders episode? Yeah. Katara was had, hurt. Yeah. Katara's hurt. And then Zuko's like, I know your history. And then like, there's a part where Aang's like, <laughs> trying to stop them and Zuko's like okay fine fine that's that's nice that's peaceful let's go off and, and be bad and it's like this yeah. like typical yeah. like I'm the like bad Ch- boy Chad Chad coming in taking <laughs> taking your girl and then Aang trying to play the nice guy role and it kind of fails miserably mm. but it, it works out Ian do you have a do you have a ship I didn't really care for <laughs> ships at the time because they, they're all young I'm like you're all children. <laughs> I was. I mean, it's true. I wasn't. I, I wasn't yet a. Te- I wasn't yet a teacher mm. of, of of high school, but I was still a catechist for high mm. school. Uh, I understand. So I'm just like, you're all children. Okay. So you no relationship. No, no, so, no <laughs> none no, of that. Okay. So so let me flip it for you. Then what's your favorite like platonic there relationship or or fraternal <laughs> or or that? We'll, we'll shift gears. What what would be yours? Pl- platonic. Or familial, um, or I have... Iron T. You said Iron T, though. Uh, no, I, I would say, well, a family relationship. I mean, Iroh and um, Zuko. Yes. Absolutely, Just, absolutely. Yep. No matter how crazy Zuko went off, like Iroh did not abandon mm. him. Like that's family. That's 
And, and and even if it took Zuko a long time to realize that, and he finally does, which is very satisfying, just the idea of like, you never abandon the ones you love. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll always love them and love might look like different things to them, but he still holds on to that hope and, and that patience. You Absolutely. know, sometimes it's like, you know, I, I, I really want you to change and I want to really, really want you to change now, but I know that this is stuff that you have to go mm-hmm. through. Like I can't, I can't fast forward it for you. I can't live it for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, but I'm here. Yeah. I'm here when yeah. it's all said and done. And even while it's being said and done, I'm here for yeah. you. Always reminding you, you can be better. So, uh, I, man, I've, I love the, the Zuko and Iroh relationship. Yes. Um, it's, I feel like it's one of the most well-written sort of kind of mentor to, to mentee relationships ever. And whenever I, th- I think about it, I really do get prodigal son vibes. Yeah. Um, I think about that so much where, where Zuko and, he goes off and then he tries to find all of these things that are trying to satisfy him. You know, he's so crazed about finding his honor and redeeming himself in the eyes of his crazed father. Right. Um, and he has to go on that journey, you know, kind of like Ian says, he needs to go on that path by himself to discover what his own destiny is and what his mm-hmm. own sense of honor within himself is. Right. Um, and I always think about that because, you know, you always think of like when the prodigal son comes back and they go to a party and they have a feast and all that sort of stuff. And it's crazy because that scene um, in book three, where Zuko and Iowa reunite after after the betrayal, and then, you know, he comes in, and then he just Iowa's sleeping, and then he's on his knees and just waiting, and then, first off, he just says like, "I'm so sorry." Mm. I always tear up a little bit when I see I know. that, because I see a little bit of myself in Zuko. You know, I feel mm. like we all should. Um, and yeah. yeah, that's such a powerful scene, and I feel like the the other coin to it is because in the Prodigal Son story, there's there's two sons, right? There is, I believe it's the the older one who stays yeah. yes, with the father. Correct. Yes, right? yes, correct. Um, and then at the end of that that the, the parable, he's bitter, right? Because he's mm. like, oh, I've been here the whole time, yes. but you give me nothing. And I feel like that's a little bit of Azula, you know, for 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 her father. Her crazy, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. there's that scene, right, where, where Fire Lord Ozai is like, oh, I'm going to leave now and... and all that sort of stuff. And then in the, in the finale, but then Azula's like, oh, so you're just going to leave? We were supposed to do this together. Why are mm. you making me stay? I've been here the whole time. I'm not a traitor like Zuko. Mm. And I really think about that because it's like, even though she has been there, she's been there for the wrong reasons, right? She never went on that journey like Zuko did to discover his own honor. I want to piggyback on both of on Ian and um, Ethan, but yeah, it's just kind of interesting too how they were both banished for different reasons. You know, Iroh's more of choice, but yeah, he kind of has something on his back. Zuko, he needs to, you know, regain his honor because, yeah, in in the Fire Nation's eyes, he's no longer part of that tribe or that nation. Yeah, it's just what Ian was saying. It's just like, he's always there for you. Um, he's like very patient. And that's just how Jesus is with us. You know, he's not going to fast forward like, OK, let's get to the good part. Like, no, you got to go through all this stuff. Um, even when like Iroh was trying to teach him how to firebend, it was just like, oh, this is, I'm rage, I'm mad, I'm angry or whatever. Um, but it's like, it's all about the energy that you have. You can't just be hella mad all the time. And that's how right. you expect to win battles and all of this stuff. And Iroh understood that, but it just kind of took Zuko all this time to understand that. Um, and it's kind of like how we are in life. <laughs> so Oh, so good. So, so good. good. Yeah. So glad it's on Netflix. So, so glad it's on Netflix. So really quickly, you know, I want to get back into kind of the, the Catholic truly universal aspect. And um, just to piggyback off of, you know, last week's episode, we went over an anime called Full Metal Alchemist. And um, if you haven't listened to that, you know, go for a listen. Try to watch the anime. It's also available on, on Netflix. 
um, you know, watch Avatar, Full Metal Alchemist. But uh, but one thing that I believe was Matt said last week, Matt or was it Ian, that Full Metal Alchemist is an Eastern take on Western philosophy. And we thought, you know, it's interesting if you think about it. Yeah, it's like kind of, you know, alchemy scientists, but it's, you know, uh, made in Japan. So it's like Eastern take on Western philosophy. You know, the argument could be said that Avatar The Last Airbender by, uh, oh man, I'm going to butcher the name, DiMartino and... Well, what's the, the other writer's name we were trying to practice? Um, Brian Kanyetsko. Kanyetsko. So right, so we have some, you know, interestingly enough, some of them helped with Invader Zim, King of the King of the Hill. They did wow. King of the Hill. Wow. They landed on Avatar, right? And they were so inspired by Miyazaki films, Studio Ghibli, mm. um, like Samurai. Uh, was it Shampoo? Oh, fully Samurai Shampoo. Shampoo. Uh, yeah. Fully Cooly. Uh, they 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 marked that as one of their favorites. Cool. So like, oh boy. They, they that's why you see like their fight scenes are so good because they're inspired by those. But to take it as Full Metal Alchemist is uh, Eastern take on Western philosophy, you can make the argument that Avatar: The Last Airbender is a Western take on Eastern philosophy. You notice that there's uh, this very Western story of like it's Star Wars esque, the idea of this hero that's coming of age and and defeats the dark side. But uh, I wanted to say so. In terms of this, how do we extract some of these Eastern ideas that Avatar presents? You know, because there's a lot nature, unity, um, the elements kind of for those of us who are Catholic and who are listening or, or Christian. Uh, how do we gel the two? You know, this age old question of Western and Eastern. How do they go together? This this one's tough. I mean, there's all kinds of attempts in history. I mean, um, I've been reminded of Matteo Ricci, the Jesuit uh, preacher who um, tried to enculturate Confucianism with with Catholicism and that Confucianism was a natural kind of jumping point to Christianity. And interestingly enough, he argued that Buddhism was not, that Buddhism was not compatible with Christianity. Oh, interesting. Where, where nowadays you, you hear a lot of people who, can, who say they can combine mm. both. Um, now, you know, these early attempts at enculturation you know, they met some friction. I mean, there was all, you know, the perpetual friction of the Dominicans and the Jesuits and Dominicans and Franciscans didn't agree at first with uh, Matteo Ricci. Got the Pope to say, nope, that's not good. And then... Um, <laughs> the invaluable Pope. Well, but then, and then later on when they realized, well, maybe, maybe he has something, but it's, you know, we have to tease it out a bit more. Uh, and then the Pope was like, he just doubled down on, no, 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 we're not going to do with this. Um I'm I'm sympathetic to what Matteo Ricci was trying to do. Um, I think the idea of seeing within these Eastern cultures a yearning for Jesus, as I mean, as Paul writes to the many Greeks when he does his preaching on Mars Hill at the Areopagus, and he goes, you know, it's good that you have this altar here to an unknown God, um, but what you know, the the one that you don't know who you worship we know who we worship. Mm. And so that idea of like, it's all straining, I think, towards truth. Mm. Um, in Eastern philosophy, um, what we would call truth, interesting, because this is the central concept in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, um, to the East, they, they call Tao, or the way, mm. right? And the way is like acting like in accord with the, the way of nature. So, you know, remnants of Bumi, right? Like, I'm just waiting until the right time or um the avatar like learning the different way he had to put himself in the mindset of the other nations to learn their bending mm. arts so this idea and they're not far off but again we find the fulfillment in jesus christ and so 
I think what we can gain looking at the Eastern is to see things in relief, to see things in a different aspect, uh, but we still rely on our own Christian tradition. So, but it's fun. Like, I mean, it's incredibly fun. Yeah. I think the two ways I would approach it too is, is as you said, you kind of, uh, this is more of my poetic take on it. Like, you know, you look at the avatar, how does he bring the nations together by, like you said, learning all the, the elements, mastering it, learning what each one offers. And then, then how does the fire nation try to spread their idea of, of the world is through conquering, through forcing their, mm. their eyes. Like, you know, that's the, the firebending school that Aang is part of, you know, there's, a lot of influence from wars and world war and internments and, and uh, fascism that the, the writers brought in. Um, and you can see that, yes, it, they're both ascending to truth, but it does it differently. So I feel like even in, in a lot of people in the Christian or Catholic history, there are people, I won't name what eras, but, you know, there may be something along the Deus Vault, you know, era um, talks about trying to use force to, to win over. But it was funny when we were in the Holy Land, um, there was this interesting parallel of, you know, the, the the crusaders did by force uh saint francis was able to do with peace you mm. know but be able to get back these churches and, and get back parts of the holy land so i feel like there's something there that we can we can draw from you know um in that wisdom so is saint francis the avatar <laughs> he is the um <laughs> when the four nations were in harmony before the crusades happened <laughs> Okay, no, 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 no. Earthbender, Earthbender Shut out. it down, shut it down, oh, shut, it shut down. it down, y'all. Shut it down. <laughs> this is not. So. The Crusades were a defensive war. <laughs> anyway. We got some good titles. Okay. So we have come oh, to that man. time. You know, this has been a good, a really good podcast. Um, I'm going to leave you guys with, as usual, per Truly Universal, um, a wild card question but oh i, I knew he was gonna do this <laughs> so oh man what does your avatar state look like what does your avatar state look like what is what do you develop what are your powers what do you what do you do in your avatar state we'll give it some time and we'll see who wants to go first i want to say my answer but it's not my actual answer okay <laughs> Come on. What is this? Leave it. We're going to leave it. <laughs> all right. Just cancel me. Just cancel just me. Cancel. <laughs> no, just no, 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 no. Right, Go ahead, right, man. Go right, ahead. All right. So my avatar state would involve me watching a tragedy happen in the middle of a fight. And I'd be screaming very loudly. And a burst of yellow energy would be coming out of me. And all of a sudden, my hair would grow oh my extensively and very oh spiky. Gosh. Oh. Sure. And it would turn to yellow hair. Oh my! Yo, <laughs> Where is this going? <laughs> yo, yo, where'd you, you get that from, dude? What is that from? I don't, dude. It just comes to me, man. That's, I don't know, dude, you're, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, and and if I want to go into a deeper Avatar state, what is this? I would call it Avatar State Two. Bro, do you yell more? I grow even more okay. hair and yell okay. even louder. Oh, you got levels. I, I see where this is going. You got level. <laughs> I got levels. There dude. you say even further beyond. Yeah. All right. All right. Even further beyond. You're you're in a running with. We needed once one cross reference to another anime or, or universe since yeah. since Mark's not here. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. What's one more? So, anyone else? Ooh, this is hard. Or I can rephrase it as what triggers your avatar. State? Oh, when someone touches my food. <laughs> oh, that's a great that's one. It. Yeah, if you take away my That's plate while I'm eating, one. I'm like, yo, where are you going? I'm still working on this. Don't touch my mac and cheese. <laughs> okay. Um, I think just anytime there's like disruption, like, you know, kind of like the bat call, 
you just sense there's something wrong happening. So whether someone is like fighting over a parking lot in oh, okay. Costco, no, 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 something like more, something more drastic, like um, just like a, you just want to restore peace, um, wherever that may be. And it, of course, I want to use all elements, but I think I would use water the most, being waterbender and stuff. Yeah, I think also when I I'm also an avatar, I just want to make sure that there's something positive that happens from it because like most people just see oh like oh destruction why did you ruin my town well i had to like you know fight off this monster this bad guy but like maybe after you're done destroying their town rebuild it or you know just start something else so that they're not just left with destruction or like thanks avatar for taking out that monster but what are we gonna do with this mess like you know like just help them after their disaster or whatnot Got you. So yours would be a peaceful avatar state. I it like would it. be. Yes, of course. Strong but peaceful. I feel like that's good. Yes. Good. Yeah, yeah. For me, it would be. Uh, lately, it's been happening. Um, even though it's supposed to be empty, um, but the roads, like people are speeding on the roads, mm, and that, just like mm, road, yes. like people are cutting me off. Are, so I think that my avatar state would trigger at that point. Nice. But like, like Sarah, it would be like metal bending, where I would like somehow metal bend like a police car. To like yes. shut it down, shut it down, and be like, all these police cars just come and like Fast and Furious style. Mm. Like I summon the Fast and Furious crew to like, like stop that one guy, cut him off. Oh man, I don't know. I can't really think of any good ones because I feel like mm. I don't know. I feel like the my avatar state would just kind of trigger whenever there's like some injustice going yeah. on, you know. And so I don't. The thing is, like, avatar state's supposed to be like oh, you're so super powerful, right? Because you have all, like, the wisdom and stuff. But it's, like, mm. I feel like all the things that I get sort of angry at can't really be solved with, like, power, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? Like, if I disagree with you on, like, something, I can't just, like, blood bend you to, like, yeah. my will or yeah. something, right? Don't like, make me force really to clean my room, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's Maybe I would, like, stub my toe or something and that might get me out of just something really random like that and destroy know. all the beds dude and now it's like the yes. avatar hulk <laughs> <laughs> what about you ian what do you got i, I think um if i eat a good piece of bacon mm. and then <laughs> i just feel it would be it wouldn't be rage that puts me in the avatar state it would be like joy like just pure joy <laughs> nice be a I happy like kind of avatar oh, state yeah. So just me, like, happy, which is a very strange sight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, <laughs> you speak to past Ians that were happy, like, oh, wow, you were happy before? Yes, it was a long time. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. I, I had two pieces of yeah. bacon in your in my time. <laughs> just imagine having breakfast with Ian, and then he starts glowing. Like, I what's know, going right? on? <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, it's it's so funny because, um, for those who don't know, I, I'm a nerd. I compete in fighting games, right? And obviously, when you're competing, you all, you always want to do it the best that you can. You always want to win at all costs. So there'll be moments where I'll just get straight up bodied, like really hard for the first game, mm -hmm. and then and then they'll have like a lead over me, and they're about to beat me, and I just get into this zone where I just like wake up and just go like, oh wait, I'm about to lose. Hold up, let me <laughs> let me uh, let me get let me turn it on real uh -uh. quick. So, like, I guess you could say I, that's what triggers my avatar state is when I have my back against the wall mm. and it's, mm. and it's down to the wire. Sounds familiar. Sounds yes. like gang. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's just it's just survival mode for me at that point. That survival mentality. Oh, you're myself. young, scrappy, and hungry. <laughs> Basically. You're not going to throw away your shot. <laughs> I'm not going to throw, throw away my shot. shot. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
I said I'm not throwing away my Indeed. shot. On that note, hope, <laughs> man, if we get the outro to be Alexander Hamilton, that'll be tight. But let's see if we can get those those rights. So on that Let note, ask my boy Lin, Lin Manuel Miranda, dude. Honestly. There you go. Your boy. All right. Yeah. So we have come to the end of our episode. Thank you all for being here. Thank you to our guests. Real quickly, I just want to announce that Truly Universal Season One is coming to a close in the next few weeks. We're capping off uh, at 12 episodes. And the 12th episode is actually going to be a Q&A. So we're going to revisit past topics, things we forgot, things we left out. We might bring some guests from the past weeks. So please check us out on the Instagram right now, the social media posts. Uh, leave comments, leave your Q&A. Let us know what you liked, uh, what you want to hear more of. So that for the last episode of the season, we can kind of touch up on everything. So be on the lookout for that. Another shout out uh, to Famine Fed, our new podcast that we just dropped run by father raj and cc you know father raj from from previous episodes the superheroes animal crossing so he is doing a podcast with a wonderful lovely uh, cc check it out about food and faith so we're expanding the urban pigs family a little bit so with that again thank you all for listening to avatar the last airbender episode please check it out on netflix it's an amazing show let us know how you feel about it in the comments who your favorite ships are who your favorite moment what your favorite moments are so with that I'm Rents. I'm Ian. I'm JP. I'm Sarah Mack. And I'm Ethan. And this is Truly Universal. Good night, y'all. Truly Universal is a production of Urban Picks, All Things to All. Theme song by Demi Guevara. Audio production by Ethan Coe. Outro song by Chris Kabiles. You can find all of our content on our website, www.urbanpicks.com slash trulyuniversal. Please like and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to contact us, send us an email at trulyuniversal at urbanpicks.com. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next time. Sing it, JP. Leaves from the vine Falling so slow Like fragile tiny shells Drifting from the fall a little soldier boy come marching home brave soldier boy comes marching home